take this opportunity to greet all of you in the most wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we really say amen like we are in church? Hallelujah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, it's wonderful to be with you this morning. And I bring greetings from my dear wife. She's not with us this morning. She's in Limpopo. But I came along with our children. And uh, yeah, it's great to be here. Amen. Hallelujah. I uh, know that your pastor is not here. Can you imagine a pastor inviting you and he's not at church? <laughs> yeah. Uh, today. And tomorrow is going overseas. So whatever nobody clever, ne? Eh, they are clever, it. They are going to holidays and uh, as we are working. When he comes back, just tell him Pabudi said hi. That's not it. When now we are overseas and now we Anyhow. Uh, I am home. Uh, I don't need someone to be with me when I'm home. Eh? <laughs> That's why I am home and my wife is in Limpopo. Home yeah, is home. Eh? Wonderful to see you. And we are going to dine from the word of God. And I want us to see. Yeah, even if we win by one point, we have won. Hallelujah. one point, one point. We're going to the finals. Yeah. Baba Mwebonabajiwaka one gold, but am I? I'm not going to interpret that one. Levatse Baba Mwebonabajiwaka one gold. Ah, kiso nomara, ne? Retakuba mruti. As if, as if I was prophesying. Yesterday, yesterday I was conducting a wedding at uh, Sky City. And the, the father of the groom is one of my good friends. So he was signing as a witness for his son. And I said to him, in front of people, I said, it's so sad that you are celebrating now, you know, this day. 
But tonight you might be crying. And he did not believe me. So, so he signed for his son. And one, what happened last night? One not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I was watching Maboko Boko alone. I, 20 minutes to the end I had given up <laughs> I, I really thought did you see how our boys were running like headless chicken man? dropping the balls and, <gasps> ah. hey. yeah but but look even though it was raining, but line up, they were losing all our line ups. Scrums, we were collapsing. It was like, what are we doing? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Oksalayo, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, well done, the boys, eh? Well done, well done. Hallelujah. We are proud of our boys. Very proud. And more so, we are proud of our God. We are more proud of our God. I want to share or talk with us this morning um, about our total recovery in God. You know, we are just emerging from a world pandemic. And I do not need to prophesy that there are people who experience flames here. Because it happened everywhere. It was a world pandemic. Some of us lost our loved ones. I will never forget I drove from Jobek to Limpopo. I was going to bury my now in in English, I will say my uncle. But in African language, I was going to bury my father's younger brother, Rangwani. So I went to bury him. And on the Friday evening, we then learned about my uncle now from my mother's side. He was very sick and admitted. Actually, him and the wife were sick. And after burying my Rangwani, I drove to his place. I will never forget 
That Friday I was sitting with him the wife was admitted And he looked at him at me and he said Mutlolo I'm not feeling well I'm like no it will be fine The following day in the morning I got a call he's gone So I stayed for the second weekend I'm burying my uncle. On the Friday that we are burying Ah no I mixed my stories. Honestly, <laughs> look, we were burying the first uncle. That's when I met this, this second uncle on the Friday. The following day we are burying the you know the first uncle. And the younger one told me, Mutlolo, I'm not doing well, I'm very sick. And the younger COVID was, was a new thing. I'm even holding his hand, I'm taking him to the car. Saturday morning, we are going to bury his elder brother. I got a call your uncle passed away. The third one. Then this one the Friday evening Ruta message my mother's little sister passed on. I went for one weekend I stayed for three weekends. It was a tough time. Am I right? It was a tough time. Beside that, many people lost their jobs. Some of us who are involved in business, businesses were going down. Uh, My wife and I um, in 2017. But the way I'm preaching already, am I right? Are you still waiting for me to preach? I am preaching. So take notes. <laughs> yeah, um, 2017. 2017. We started a project. We were building student accommodation. October, November 2017, we started the building. It's a huge building. About 60 rooms. Four-story building. And each room, it's end sheet with the bathroom. Look, we poured money in the building. Poured money in the building. My family and I were supposed to have gone to Kenya for a holiday. I hope your hearts are not going to be so again. Eh? I said to my kids, we are canceling the trip. We are not going to Kenya anymore. And we poured money. 2019. 2019. Towards the end. We 
are realizing our project is coming to an end. And after being building for like two years, now money was getting finished. What do you do? We went to what we call our savings. This is where you stack your money for times when you need them for some serious things. I will cash the money out. Because now we are to buy beds and mattresses and microwaves and fridges. Look, we paid all these things. That's 2019. And higher in November, Mighty November, I we started hearing the rumors. People are dying in China. Hey, people are dying in China. You remember in 2019, people were even making jokes about COVID. I remember someone, someone saying, No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no, no. COVID is a white sickness. Have you had a black person died of COVID? And somehow, we, we were buying into these lies. And people were dying. And in a short space of time, this one white South African came from overseas. You remember that? If you don't remember this, you were not following the news. Eh? <laughs> this one South African from the Eastern Cape came back. He was diagnosed with COVID. His children were taken out of school. They were tasted. Diagnosed with COVID. His wife left the job also. Diagnosed with COVID. It started in South Africa. I I was invited to preach in the uh, Northwest. Um, We went there. We were going to preach Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sunday morning, we preached at Northwest. Sunday evening we went to the place where they've booked us. I was with my wife. I will never forget watching on TV the president coming out for the very first time. He announced the lockdown. You remember the first lockdown? 21 days. 21 days. Days, what are we going to be doing? Look, that, that Sunday night, I knew tomorrow we are not continuing with the meeting. Without the local elders telling me, everything was shut. So we woke up in the morning, got ourselves ready, packed our car, we drove to the pastor's house. And he said to me, I was very worried. I, I thought you didn't see this. Because everything was locked down. I remember driving on the N4 coming into Pretoria it was like you were watching a movie do you remember that there was 
No cars on the road. It was really like a movie. But somehow you could feel this thing on air. That there was something wrong here. We got home. My wife and I started discussing what do we do? And I remember saying to my wife, I've got this plan. He said what? What in? I said, I must go to Limpopo. If they lock us for a longer time, and maybe I can be doing something at the building there. Because there were even these rumors that this sickness, so many people are going to be sick and the government is going to look for accommodation. <laughs> so I thought I've got a plan, I've going to provide them with my building. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I got to Limpopo, Limpopo, stayed there before the end of the 21 days the president appeared again. He extended the lockdown. How many of you still remember this? He extended the lockdown. And I'm phoning people, hey, don't, don't you need the building? I've got a building with beds and Luto. And you remember I just told you we've taken out of our savings. Hey, now, the demand of living continues but no money coming in. It was the first time I found this brother of mine. I said, please go to my farm. Check the older cows. We checked, we checked, we checked. I'm sure he came to about 11 or 13. I said, sell them. Because I need money now. Can you see how far I'm going now? I've cashed the money. Now I'm going to the crawl. Selling the cows. Cover other things. And I realized I things are not happening here. I saw the 13 cows money going down and down. I'm paying the bond, I'm paying the cows. And uh, I didn't know We need to eat. I realized hey, things are getting tough here. Friends. It was a tough time. And to be honest with you, many of us, I'm sure I'm preaching to myself and I'm preaching to my kids. The church in Cosmo was not affected by... <laughs> you were not affected, am I right? And things were starting to get very tough. And those of you who remembers me, you remember in those days I was doing training. All the invitations I had in my diary. They were cancelled one by one. One by one. 
Companies phoning. Doctor, we can't have training anymore. Uh, Change phone is company. Phone. Until I realize my diary, my diary has no more invitation. invitation has gone. Some of you don't know. I think I must tell you this. How many of you knows that um, if, if Tabiso was here, would raise his hand? You know, yes. when the country started opening a little bit, I went to work at my cousin's company. You know what I was doing? How many of you knows? No one knows. I was doing roadworks. We were doing tar. Yeah. Still, still, I didn't hear you. <laughs> Look, I was working. I remember the HR department giving a set of boots and an overall. I will wake up in the morning, put on my overall, put on my boots, take my hat, get in the car. After COVID, I will not have a doctor. I said, After COVID, all you want, want to is to change your life. And you know, there are people, I'm sorry to use this, there are people who are very stupid. My friend, desperate times need desperate decisions and radical decisions. Some people things are getting tough. They, they still act like yesterday. You wake up in the morning, you still wear a white t-shirt. It was tough. My children could not understand when, when I told them where I'm going to work, ever since they were born, they've never heard me saying I'm going to work. Except when I will say to them, I am flying to Kenya, I'm flying to, 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 to Nairobi, or I'm flying to this, I'm driving to Bloomfontein. That time they heard me saying, I am going to work. Look, friends, when you have faith and you trust in God, you know that there are steps that you must take for God to take the rest. Some people are looking, you know what, they are desperate for jobs. But the person will, every time you are on WhatsApp, 
All what you are doing, you are watching TikTok. You are not looking for jobs applications. You are not connecting with people. But you are looking for a job. So you want God to cook up for you and, and fry cabbage for you and, and, and add red wheat it's a and bring the angel with a tray and say, here is your food. Trust God for food but make fire and put the pot on the stove. God can give you mealy meal but God will never cook up for you. Why did I tell you all the stories I was telling you? Friends, I believe we have entered a different season. God is recovering things for us. This is God's time for us. And I want to encourage someone here. Listen, my friend. This is time for recovery. Recovery happens because there are three things that has happened before. Number one. Recovery happens because you have lost something. Now that which you have lost is getting recovered. Recovery will happen because something has been taken away from you. Recovery happens because something has been stolen from you. That's when you say, I need recovery. I want to read from the book of Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. Joel. In Africans, it's not jewel. jewel. <laughs> you know, this is not our mother tongue. Eh? You don't say jewel. I will shoot jewel. Jewel is J E W E L. Oh, spell one galen telashonga yoke. When you read my name, I'm John. Do you say Joel? How did you? Hey, hey, you say John. John. Joel. J O E L. Joel. Joel. Hey, Casvender Joel, chapter two. Casvender, but you Joel, you're not sitting Joel. It's Joel chapter 2. And Joel chapter 2. 
Let's read from verse number 21. Are you with me? Listen to what the Bible says here. Be not afraid, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Imagine, imagine, imagine where we are. The Bible starts by saying, do not be afraid. And you look around, you are still seeing the signs. You lost your loved one like I was telling you. You lost your business. And remember, the worst thing with lockdown was that you, you were not even able to go out and visit. No one will come and visit you. And the Bible says, Be not afraid, O wild animals, for the open pastures. Hmm? Be not afraid, O wild animals, for the open pastures are becoming green. The open pastures are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad. O people of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the autumn rains in righteousness. He sends, he sends you abundant showers. Both autumn and spring rains as before. Now, here you need to use your imagination. Do you remember how things were happening in your life before COVID? The connections you were getting. Opportunities opening. Things happening. The Bible says, God has brought us to a season where we are going to experience autumn and spring rains. In South Africa, we do not know about the autumn rains. We know the spring rains. But the is going to give us autumn and spring rains. Hello? Hallelujah. And the Bible continues to say, the threshing floors will be filled with grains. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. God is saying, I will repay you. The great locusts and the young locusts and other locusts. And the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. 
you will have plenty to eat until you are full until you will praise the name of the Lord your God you will have plenty and you know the danger of life is this when you are in lack and somebody said you are going to have plenty you don't see the signs of plenty you, you only see the signs of lackness even your eyes are now initiated in lack your body is initiated in lack but God is saying you're going to have plenty. Can somebody say amen? You're going to have plenty. Let me finish reading. The Bible says, And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll stop there. Friends, I want to say to you, I've come to encourage you, and I believe that God is encouraging me. Yes, we went through tough time. But God is saying, the time for the rain is coming. And not just that is coming, the time of the rain is upon us. And this time is not only going to rain in summer. This time is going to rain in winter and summer. And you're going to have plenty to eat. You, we are not going to the time of enough. We are going into the time of more than enough. And the Bible says, then you will know that I am the Lord. Those of you who are writing, write Isaiah chapter 54. Verse 1 to 7. And write Isaiah 60. Verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, Arise and shine. For your time has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. Listen, friends. This must give us an attitude. You need to rise from your you are ashes. You must rise from your desperation. You must rise from your, your depression. Where you feel nobody loves you, nobody cares about you. It is time for you to say, My God is saying, Rise and shine. 
Listen, friends. When things are not yet there, stand as if things are happening. Walk with an attitude again. And whoever asks you, you say, I trust in the Lord. I know He will never say what He will never do. But I must say this to you, friends. When the Bible says rise and shine, at the same time, the Bible tells us about the thief. Who is the thief? The devil. John chapter 10, verse 10. The Bible says, the thief only comes. Now, in other words, when the thief comes, he only comes to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. He only comes not to bless you, not to give you better things. The thief only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And the Bible says, but I have come. The thief only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus says, arise and shine, for I have also come what to do to give you life and give you in abundance. We have entered the time of abundance. I don't care whether you don't believe me. I'm simply telling you what the Bible is saying. And this is what God is saying to us. You see, friend, we live in a very different kingdom. I want you to see this. The devil comes to take away but Jesus came to do what? To give whatever the devil has taken away. God has come through Jesus to give us The devil comes to do what? To steal. But God has come to restore. The devil comes to remove. But God has come to recover. Look, whatever the devil has messed up with, Jesus has come to undo whatever the devil has done. I want to tell you good news. Whatever you have lost, whatever was taken away from you, is nothing compared to what is coming your way. You cannot measure what you are going to receive based on what you have lost. But perhaps we also need to be warned. 
You know, because when time of plenty comes on people, people start becoming careless. Some people will even stop going to church. Because God will bless you so much that you have so much cars that Sunday morning you start taking or calling mechanics. Mm. Hallelujah. Some people, God will so much bless that Sunday morning you will not only cook seven colors. It will be nine or eleven colors. You wake up Sunday morning instead of going to church you start start cooking 17 pots. One fish is boiled, one fish is roasted, one fish is fried. Listen, friends. I want to announce to all of us that God cares for his people. That God loves his people. God has been watching us. The time of mourning is gone. The new has come. And God is going to restore everything more than what you have lost. The tears you were crying, God has come to wipe the tears away. It's no more time to mourn. It's time to rejoice. You see, friends, I must say this to us. The devil says everything that is born must die. But Jesus says everything that is dead must come back to life. You remember what happened with Lazarus? The sisters were crying. And Jesus said to this sister, cherry up. Stand up, let's go. Your brother is not dead, but he's sleeping. I think we even need to change our lives or change our talks. Some of us are so used and it has become an excuse. And can I say whatever you say has effect on your life? Ah, you, know, you must understand before COVID, ah, you know, we used to do this, we used to go to holiday, we used to... Listen, my friend. If the devil came to steal and to kill, you are going to holiday. The time has come that you are going to better destinations. If the time that we passed stopped you even from studying, the time has come. You are no longer aiming at honors. You must now aim at PhD. So, PhD. If you were only engaged in 
on small business. Now aim at big business. The devil will say everything new must be old. And Jesus will say everything old must be new. The devil will say everything that is full must be empty. And Jesus will say I specialize by coming to a place where there is emptiness. I fill up. And the psalmist will say my cup is overflowing. My cup is overflowing. My friend are you feeling empty? I agree with you. I went through that. But I'm believing God. The times are changing. A new season has come upon us. Where there was emptiness. God is feeling. Where the, the devil will say, Whoever is strong, he must become weak. And Jesus will say, Whoever is weak, must stand and say, I am strong in the Lord. God wants us to be strong. Everything that was positive, the devil will turn it to be negative. And Jesus will say, everything that is negative, I will cross it. And bring up the plus sign. Where there is light, the devil will say it must be dark. And Jesus says, I have come. Where there is darkness, I bring light. The devil will say, where, everywhere there is liberty, I bring bondage. And Jesus has come to break down all the bondages and set us free. The devil will say, wherever there is joy, there must be sadness. And Jesus will say, but I have come. Where there is sadness, there must be joy. Hallelujah. I want to close by saying, Jesus calls the devil, the thief. Now, when God starts the recovery plan, what does, what must happen to the devil? Let me announce this to you. The thief who stole all the good things. The Bible says the thief must pay back. I want you to hear this. The thief must pay 
pay back. Not only pay back, he must pay back double. He's required to pay back double. That's why I said to you, whatever you have lost cannot be compared with what God is giving to you now. And I'm saying it's giving to you because it is already in motion. Because it is already happening. It has started to happen. But be assured that you're going to receive more than what you lost. I want to read Exodus chapter 22 if you can turn there with me. Exodus 22. Exodus 22. Are you there? 22 and I read verse number 1. I want you to listen to this. The Bible says, if a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he must pay back five heads of cattle for the ox and four sheep for the donkey. (laughs) You know, even the things that were not very important that you are not even aware that the devil has stolen from you. Even donkeys. donkey. I mean, if you are living here in Joburg, what do you do with the donkey? It's of no value. The Bible says, must pay back. And I want to skip and go to verse number five. If a man grazes his livestock in a field or vineyard and let them stay, let them astray, and they graze in another man's field, he must make restitution. Restitution. You remember what happened in the book of Luke. Zacchaeus said to Jesus whoever I've taken one thing from a person I will pay back and even give more that is restitution I'm paying back and I will add on top I want you to know that God has required that the kingdom of darkness, whatever has been taken from us, it must be paid back to us. And verse number nine, in 22 verse number nine, the Bible says, the one, I'm reading it, yeah, verse number nine, but I'm not reading it from the beginning. The one whom the Judges declare guilty must pay back double to his neighbor. If someone has stolen something and the judge said, you are guilty, the Bible says, you must pay back double. And I want to say, friends, 
what God is declaring on us. And for those of you who are writing, as we close, 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 Samuel chapter 30, I am not going to read it. Please write it down because I want to encourage you to read it. 1 Samuel chapter 30. We read it. Um, I'm looking at it from verse number... Yeah, from verse number 1. Through verse 18. Here, the Philistines had raided the neck the negative. And they took so much. The wives of the men of Israel. They took their sons and daughters. They took their properties. And David and the men of Israel had gone to war. When they returned, they found that their countryside is empty. And the Bible says, instead of talking about the war, they were complaining about what had happened to their homes. And I just want to close by showing you the wrong and the right way to recover what you have lost. And look at this. Wrong ways of total recovery. You are not going to experience what God is doing in this season if you follow these wrong ways. Number one, you will see in verse number three, the Bible says the men of Judah were weeping. There are people who like crying. And I'm saying they like crying because look, we all went through COVID. We lost relatives. We lost businesses. And things went bad. But we understand what God is saying. Now the time has come. Rise and shine. For the glory of the Lord rises upon you. For now instead of rising. They are crying. And crying. And and every time you greet them, things went wrong. But the Bible is saying, rise and shine. You remember what happened to David? He lost his son. The brother of Solomon. And the Bible says people were so amazed. David gave up the food from the palace and went to stay on the edge. At the gate of the city. But the moment he hears people whispering. He knew something had happened. And he called one of the seven and said, what are you whispering about? He said, king, I cannot even tell you. He says, tell me. He said, your boy, 
died. He said, my boy died. He said, yes. And he said, call my attendants. Organize water for me. He took a bath. And the child died. And they were scared to tell him, they said, if he could not sleep in the palace, when the son was sick, what more is he going to do the moment we tell him the son is dead? He He ordered for new clothes, and he ordered for oil to smear on his body and he said bring me food he ate and people said this man is amazing how can you celebrate when your son is dead listen friends whatever we lost we have lost it it's gone But one thing we know is that the devil stole, he killed, he destroyed, but Jesus has come. Jesus is inside the house and things are going to change for better. Stop weeping. If you read in verse number 3 of chapter 30, they wept until they had no more strength. Let me ask you a question. When you cry, whether you cry at night and finally you fall asleep, when you wake up after crying the whole night, has things improved? That's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's a wrong crying is a wrong way of total recovery. Number two, the wrong way of total recovery. It's blaming others. You find fault in everyone. You are angry with your husband. You are angry with your wife. You are angry with your children. You are angry with your friends. Listen. In this season we are entering now. No more time of blaming others. Is that okay? We don't blame others. What are the five right ways of total recovery? And this is what we need to do. The Bible says in chapter 30, verse number 6, David found strength in the Lord. I am saying to you, be strong in the Lord. For the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Rise up in God. What happened to Paul and Barnabas in prison? When all the prisoners were sleeping, when other prisoners were checking on their wounds, what did Paul and Barnabas do? 
In the middle of the night, they rose up and started singing hymns to the Lord. Instead of crying the whole night, take your hymn book or take your cell phone, put music on the cell phone and worship the Lord, glorify the Lord and say, I know my time has come. My things are getting recovered. Find strength in God. Number two. You need prayer of agreement. When David, men were organizing to kill him, he organized the priest to come and pray with him. Listen to this, Wazalwan. This is the time that prayers must penetrate the heaven like never before. Set up yourself. Phone your friends and relatives in KwaZulu Natal. Phone your friends and relatives in Kenya. Phone your friends and relatives wherever they are. And say, pray with me. I am trusting God for my business to come up. I am trusting God for this to happen. Friends, this is time to pray rather than blaming other people. Is there someone listening to me? Number three. And this is what I want you to understand. The Bible says David and the few men in Israel they pursued the enemy and they came to a well other men were saying we are too tired we can continue but the Bible says David and other few men they continued to pursue the enemy listen to this this is not time to give up this is not time to give up maybe you were prayed for it's not time to give up to pray. Maybe you fasted for your situation. It's not time to give up on fasting. Maybe you have even given up on tithing. It's not time to give up on tithing. This is the time to pursue the enemy. Encourage your wife, encourage your husband, encourage your children and and say pray and trust God. Can I hear amen? Pursue the enemy. Number four. The Bible says David and these men that were going with him they came to the enemy's camp. And I want to say number four, penetrate the enemy's camp. You remember the Bible says there were people who went to Jesus and say, we prayed for this young boy the whole night nothing happened and Jesus said some of these spirits they need you to fast when you fast you break their bones you break their stubbornness penetrate the enemy's camp don't give him a chance 
And lastly, the Bible says, David and this man, they took so much possession from this man. They found all their wives and their children and everyone. And the good news is, the Bible says, no one was killed. No one, all of them were taken away. They were Their cattle and their sheep and their donkeys, nothing was slaughtered. Instead, they took what is theirs. They even took what belongs to the armies of the Philistines. Why? Because the Bible says the enemy must pay back double. So I want to say to you, whatever has been taken from you is still alive. Still alive. It's still yours. It is stolen. Someone took it without your permission. Don't give up. Pursue the enemy. When you pursue the enemy, you find him resting, penetrate the camp. Penetrate the camp. The Bible says, on their way back, David and his men, they found the men that they left on the way. Some were crying and complaining. And this man that went with David to recover their things. They said, what do we do with these cowards? They left us to go on our own. The Bible says, some men among them said, we don't give them anything. We give, we don't give them anything. And some were saying, let's only give them what belongs to them. And David looked at this man and said, you are talking like evil men. This man came with us. They got tired on the way. We continued. Let's give them back what belongs to them and let's even share the spoils with them. Let's bless them. Let's bless them. And I want to say to you, my friend, and this is what I said in my heart. I was in Lutrichat. I made a vow in my heart. I said, this is the time to learn to give. And I will even give more. And you know what? That morning, I received a call. My former pastor when I went to the college, he was my pastor. This guy never phones me. My phone rang and I looked and I said, how are you? 
said, I'm not fine. I'm like, what now? He said, listen. I've got two funerals in my family. I must drive then, drive then. But I don't have petrol money. And look at that time. It's tough on my life. He says, I have nothing. Help me. I said, where do I meet you? Where do I meet you? He told me the spot. Got out of bed, got into the shower, I jumped into my little car. I drove to the spot. When I got there, I went to the ATM. I hope these two are not listening. I'm serious, I'm serious. At At that time, my kids are phoning me, we need this, we need this. I went to the ATM I withdrew the little money that I had. And I said to this pastor, here you are. Listen to this. In this time of life, learn to give in need. When you are in need, learn to give. It, it is a way to recover what God has for you. For the Bible says, blessed is the hand that gives. Learn to give. Never close your eyes and pretend as if you don't see the need. It's time to give. Hallelujah. 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 I want to say to you, this is our time in God. We have never experienced what we are about to experience now. Time of total recovery. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Listen, the Bible says if you don't believe you will see it but you will never partake of it. If you don't believe it we will rise up and what God is doing when we tell you what God is doing Rise and shine. For your time, your time has come. Stand on your feet. Worship team, come to the front. Rise and shine. Your time has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. And I want to invite everyone here this morning who believes that your time has come to reach out to God and say, yes, this is my time. I'm healthy. Good things are coming my way. Joy is coming my way. I am healed in God. And wonderful things 
God is lighting up my ways. I'm receiving from God. And I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. Start reaching out to God. And receive what God has prepared for you. You will not believe what God has prepared for you. Far more than what you have ever experienced in your life. You're going to reach out to higher heights I want you to start praying wherever you are trust God and ask God for this wonderful thing God has prepared things for you it's your time of total recovery let's start praying let's start praying let's start praying God has the best for you